Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, this is Miranda Wright, and this is day 59 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign and today we're going to pray for a faith that acts. I find it a bit humorous and even confusing that most believers favorite book of the Bible is the book of Acts. It literally means the acts or the actions or the works of the apostles and yet we tell young believers when they begin to read it and see it and they believe it and they want to go out and be it and begin to live it. We tell them don't go. Don't do those things that you read in the scripture. That's all just works. We're all about faith. But my friend, the word of God says that faith without works is dead. And so today I want to bring a biblical balance to this because the enemy, he works in the extreme and he will cause us to swing from one side to the other so that we never walk in alignment with the word and will of God who is always moving in the balance. So while good works alone definitely cannot save you, a person who is truly saved will be driven to do good works because real faith must be acted upon. Abraham heard the word of the Lord and believed it. And by faith, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. But it wasn't until the Lord was able to see it because that he acted upon the faith that he claimed to have. Was it actually counted unto him for righteousness? So in this, we understand that there is no salvation by the works of man. But just because we can't put the cart before the horse doesn't mean that we throw out the cart. The horse has to drag the cart. Faith must come first and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So once we have sought the Lord and heard a word from the Lord, we then must believe it by faith, but believe it enough to obey. Because when we begin to walk out that faith is when we really begin to see the acts, the works of the book of acts come alive in our Christian life. Yesterday, we talked about the fruits of the Spirit and how it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that though it is good to have the fruits of the Spirit and that we really should desire them and press the Lord that we might acquire them, it's important to remember that if we have gifts without fruit, then we are nothing because the fruit is the evidence of our faith, of our salvation, of our being touched and changed by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that we are abiding in the vine, that we are spending that time with the Lord, that we are hearing the word. And because we are believing it, it is leading us and changing us and producing the good fruits and character of righteousness in us. But just because the Bible says that if we have gifts without fruit, we are nothing does not invalidate the gift. And it continues to say that if we have works without the fruits, we have nothing. But that doesn't invalidate the works. It simply means that we have to put the fruit first. We have to have the faith that is proved by the evidence of a change in our lives, in our character. And then that faith which produces that right character can safely use the gifts and rightly do the works. God doesn't throw any of it out. He just puts it in its proper order. 
because everything with God is done decently and in order. And you might even say, how can you have gifts without fruits if fruits are the evidence of faith? Because it takes faith to move in the gifts. The reality of it is, my friend, that we've got to get this in our spirit, that when the Bible talks about faith, it's talking about faith in the word of God, trusting in what he says, not faith in our ability to do to do things, not faith in our own faith that if we believe enough or if we want something enough or if we internalize something enough, we can manifest it out of us. That is idolatrous theology. Then when the Bible talks about faith, it's talking about do you believe what God says when you hear? That's why it says faith comes by hearing. Do you hear his word? Do you seek his voice? Do you spend time reading and do you believe it? No matter what you feel, no matter what you want to think, no matter how it cuts your flesh or circumcises your heart, are you willing to read it and believe it? Because if you do, you have real faith and that faith will produce the fruits of righteousness. And that's what I'm talking about today. So I will make this as plainly and elementary as I can. Moving in gifts without having the fruits of real faith is bad. But having the fruits of faith with the gifts is good. And likewise, performing works without the fruits of real faith is bad. But having the real fruits of faith with works is good. I hope you can understand what I'm trying to say today. Because I think that on many cases, the church has gotten a bad taste in its mouth for the term works. But the Bible isn't against works. It's against salvation-based works. In fact, the Bible says that God calls forth a peculiar people who are zealous of good works. And I think that the reason that many of us are not moving in the acts of the apostles is because that we've been made afraid to do the work of the kingdom. For example, the Bible says that if there be any sick among you, call the elders of the church and anoint them with oil and lay hands on them and pray for them and the prayer of faith shall make them whole. And there have been times when I have gone to do this for people who were on their deathbed and there was rejection, not from the desperate in the deathbed, but from those unbelieving believers who were standing around that this was works, that we should not anoint with oil and lay hands, that it's all about faith. Well, my friend, if the word of God says to anoint with oil and lay with hands and pray the prayer of faith, and we are not willing to do that, then we don't really have faith because it's what he said to do. And if we truly believe him, believe his word, and not just in something of our own imagination or making or something that we heard, then it's not really faith. So today I want to break that bad taste in your mouth for works because there is a work of the Lord that needs to go forth in the earth. And the book of James who was written by James who was the physical brother of Jesus Christ of course we understand that Mary and Joseph did have children after the birth of Jesus Christ and James was one of those children. He was the half-brother of Jesus Christ and spent more time with Christ than most other people on this earth so I trust his words 
and he puts forth this very powerful message that reveals to us that this conflict has been going on from the very beginning and he tries to bring clarity and revelation to it that you cannot have any part without the other we cannot be saved by faith if it doesn't manifest in grace and works we cannot be saved by grace if it doesn't come from faith and manifest in works and we cannot be saved by works if it isn't produced by the grace that came through faith we need all three my friend because you see I bring you back to clarity when I tell you again that God is a three-part being he is the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and we are made in his likeness therefore are we also a three-part being we are body soul and spirit the soul being the mind the will and the emotion the body being that physical fleshly part this is why we have a three-part baptism that is all the same the washing of the water by the word to the flesh the cleansing of our soul by the blood of Jesus Christ and the baptism of our spirit by fire when we get the new spirit the spirit of the Holy Ghost but yet it is considered one baptism because we are three parts in one and in the same manner is our salvation worked out in all three areas of our being and that our soul which is our mind our will and our emotion must make a choice to believe the words that God has said and humble itself to it repent of sin and release faith and when it does it comes by the power of grace which is the Holy Spirit of the living God who removes the weakness of our old spirit the Bible says that, that I will put a new spirit within you the Holy Spirit that spirit of grace and therefore by the faith that is released through our soul does our spirit receive grace that it might empower our physical body to do the works of the kingdom so it starts with faith because our soul has to make a choice because it was our soul that chose to sin against God therefore it is our soul our mind our will and our emotion that must submit surrender to God and choose to repent and say not my will but thy will be done and in releasing that faith does he pour out the grace or the Holy Spirit that empowers our physical body to do the works of the kingdom grace faith and works it all comes together so then you look at it as a tier. Look at it straight up and down as a column. First at the top, spirit. Second is our soul. And at the bottom is our physical body because it is our soul that joins the spirit and the body. The Bible says that God formed our body from the dust of the earth. And then he breathed the breath of life, his spirit into us. And then man became a living soul. The thing that joins spirit and flesh is the soul. It is the thing in between. And therefore Jesus came to save our soul from hell because when that soul got saved, it transferred to our entire being. So you look at it, spirit, then underneath its soul, then underneath it, body. Therefore are we saved by grace at the top to the spirit, through faith in the middle, through the soul, unto good works at the bottom, through the body. Because though we love to quote that verse from Ephesians, we always stop a little short. Because if you read the whole context in Ephesians 2 verse 8, this is what God really had to say. It says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Therefore he is saying, though we are not saved by the works, we are saved by grace, through faith, 
unto good works because God had from the beginning ordained for us to walk in these good works. But we could not do them rightly until that first we had been empowered by his grace through the releasing of faith in the name of Jesus, who is our salvation. I hope you can grab hold of what I'm saying today because what the Bible says validates everybody's stance and brings unity where there once was division. Because while you have some saying that we move by grace and some saying that we need to walk in works and some saying that it's all about faith, God is saying it's all part of the same because you can't have any one without the other. It's just got to be done in the right order because God is a God who does all things decently and in order. But don't feel bad, my friend, because this was a division that began all the way back in the beginning. Because James, he leaves us with this clear warning because that the division on this topic had already began and it began to steal the power and the purpose of God's people because that they were not going out to do the work of the kingdom. And so James says to them, in essence, what good are you if you are not willing to go out and to feed the poor and to clothe the cold and to tend to the widow and the orphan and to be a witness and to show forth the love of Christ and to minister and to preach the gospel and to lay hands on the sick and pray for them and to anoint people with oil and to fast and to pray. What good are you if your light is not shining for all men to see that God might get glory by the manifestations of faith? He says in verse 17, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. He compared it to a body and a soul. Remember what I just told you about the body being the works and the soul releasing the faith. He's saying that even if it exists, Without a body, it cannot affect anything. It can't be seen and it will not bring God glory. A spirit to be separate from the body, we consider the body to be dead. Therefore, if our faith is separated from our works, then is our faith dead to this physical earth? He continues in verse 18 to say, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith and I have works. See, the division had already begun. But I say, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. In other words, I truly believe what God has to say because that I obey. And so he tells them, okay, so thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? The son of Mary and Joseph, the physical half-brother of Jesus Christ, just professed that it was vanity. He told these people that they were being vain and that their faith was no better than the faith of demons. If they heard and believed but did not obey, nor have faith or even fear enough to trust what God had to say that we might actually do it. Shine that light. Be that salt. Bring some change. Glorify his name. My friend, we need a people who are all in and believe the full counsel of God's word again. And of course, he continues to tell them how Abraham was justified by faith, but it wasn't proven that he truly had faith, except that he was willing to lay Isaac on the altar. And, and then he begins to go through many of the biblical patriarchs and show how we have evidence of their faith because of the actions they were willing 
to take. So today, my friend, I want to remind you and stir it in your spirit once again, something that I think we all know at salvation. Real faith requires action. Sometimes that action is to be obedient when God says sit and wait and you really just want to go. And sometimes that faith requires you to go when God says go, when you really just want to sit and wait. We got to pray. We got to hear what God has to say. And we've got to choose to obey. That is real faith. We can see this expressed throughout all of scripture. When God tells us to do things like fast and pray, lay hands, anoint with oil, speak, preach. It's all an action to what we really believe. Are we willing to trust what he has to say when we pray and he speaks that thing to us or when we open the word and he brings it alive and we know that this is what he expects of our life. And then the enemy comes in and says, no, you don't have to really do that. That'll make you uncomfortable. They might reject you. All you have to do is believe and you don't ever have to leave the pew. My friend, this is not biblical Christianity. I want to see the book of Acts come alive in my generation. But how are we going to walk in the manifestation of the acts of the apostles if we believe the lie that we've been told that we're not supposed to act because that's works. Wake up church. You've been sold a lie from the enemy that's causing you to walk in defeat instead of victory because we're not moving in the fullness of what he created us to be. A body of believers that seek, hear, trust, obey, release that faith, and then walk in the power of grace to do the work of the kingdom. Did you know that the Bible actually says in many places that when God returns, he will judge each man according to his works? No, we're not saved by our works. Of course not. We are saved by grace through faith, but unto good works. And if there are no works, it proved that there really was no faith. I hope you can grab hold of what I'm trying to say today because I want to see a nation changed, but it's not going to be changed without action because faith requires an action. Sometimes he's going to tell you, go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Sometimes he's going to tell you, go anoint with oil. Sometimes he's going to tell you, it's time to fast. There's a power in a principality that I need you to cast out. But some only go by prayer and fasting. Are you willing to believe enough to obey and walk out in faith? That we might see a manifestation of the greater things of God. Because he is ready to act through you. We see it throughout all of scripture. In Mark chapter 5, we read of the woman with the issue of blood and how Jesus told her, by your faith, you are made whole. But my friend, that faith was acted upon. It was manifested when she pressed through the crowd. Because let me tell you about this woman. This woman risked her life to get to him. She knew that there was power in her Christ, but she had an issue of blood. She was hemorrhaging. She was considered unclean by the society. Therefore, could she be put to death for literally being around people? So when we read, we've got to understand that the faith this woman had knew that she was willing to risk her life. It didn't matter what people said, what people thought, or even if it cost her life. For it, she was going to press through that crowd and do what she had to do. She was going to act because she believed. And in seeing this, was God's healing virtue released? And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. 
We see this play out even in our own salvation and that we must first repent, choose to turn away from our sins. This is a releasing of faith. We'll then release the grace which will empower us to then walk out that work that we may testify of it in the earth that by the evidence that we were set free from addiction, delivered from depression, changed from perversion, turned from hatred to humility. Can we truly see the power of grace, that true faith released because that we believed what God had to say and it changed things. I've said it before, but I know that many people have come into the podcast late. So I'm going to give this example one more time today because to me, it makes it so plain and so simple. The Lord really broke it down to me in a time of fasting because the Lord had put me on a 40 day no food fast. And of course, I can tell you with all assurity that I can't even diet for three days, probably wouldn't make it through one day before I cheat it. But when the Lord calls me to fast, then I hear that word and I believe him. And by faith, I turn away from the food. I repent. The word repent means to turn away. I repent. I choose to turn away from the food. I can't continue to eat the food and say, by grace, I am fasting. You would say, no, you're not fasting, right? That's not how this works. You would obviously say, no, you're not fasting. I don't see any evidence. I don't see the work of the fast. You're still eating. Therefore, you really didn't have faith to fast. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have to first by faith choose to turn away from the food. That's like repentance. And then once I do, God sends his strength, his grace to empower me to walk out that fast, which is the work. The fasting is the action. It's the work. But I can only do it by the power of his grace. But that grace is only released once I have moved in faith to turn away from the food. Therefore, I can I not have any part of it without the whole of it. And I think that many people are claiming to have grace while still eating the food, so to say, so that many people are looking at it and saying, I don't see a manifestation of it. So this thing must not work. It's all fake. So today I'm here to break the lie of the enemy that sells you on a partial victory because there is power in the name of Jesus. We will seek, hear, and believe. Then by faith, we will receive. And be empowered to do. And that's what this generation needs. Can he do it through you? So today we pray God. We come before you humbly. And we lay aside every preconceived notion. And all the traditions of men. And we press in. And ask again Lord teach us your ways. We repent of the sin. Of not being all in. God, we repent of whatever the situation is in our life that we have clung to and held on to that we were not willing to walk fully as your bride, submitted to you, surrendered to you, willing to fight for you, to speak for you, to defend you. Though you do not need us to, it blesses your heart when we do. God, we know that we cannot do any of it in our own strength, but we do know that you have a work for us to do. And in order for us to begin to act upon that work and release the works of the book of Acts, which is the acts of the apostle, the works of the apostles, Lord, we want to see that manifested in the earth again, but we can't see it if we don't really believe that we've been called to do it. 
So today I break that spirit of apathy that comes from the lie of the enemy. That all we have to do is believe and that that is enclosed in the ability to just say words but not really do them or live by them. Because Jesus, you said that many profess you with their mouth, but their heart is for from you. And if we truly love you, we will keep your commandments. Therefore, if we really believe, God, give me a people that really believe. Because if they really believe what you say, they will obey. If they really believe that you are who you are. They will search you out with all their heart. They will open the word, read it, believe it, and choose to be it. And they will go forth in the earth and they will manifest it. They will demonstrate it so that others might see and believe. God, we need a people that will act. And my friend, I'm not telling you to just run around on impulse. I'm saying seek the Lord. And when he tells you what to do, don't let the enemy get in your ear and say, that's too hard. You don't have to do that. It's, it's all by faith. Grace will cover you. Just go back to sleep. Don't do what he called you to. You need to rebuke that enemy and say, no, I'm going to be the one that moves in the full counsel. That gives him my whole heart. That gives him my whole body, soul, and spirit. I will love the Lord thy God with all of my heart, with all of my mind, and with all of my strength. And I will love others enough to be willing to obey the words of my king by faith. I will move and then he will release his grace to do the greater works through me because that I have believed. My friend, this is the power of fasting. This is the power of anointing. This is the power of proclamation. This is the power of the manifestation of the gifts. This is the power of being the salt and the light. This is the power of charity that changes a life. This is the power of the kingdom of God being here now released through us. We are the gates. We are the door that the king of glory wants to come through to affect this earth. James said that if we have faith but don't act, then we are like a dead body. We are a spirit, but we can't affect. The earth, the power of the kingdom of God wants to come through you. Are you willing to move when he tells you to? Because this is the power of healing when he says lay hands and pray. This is the power of deliverance when he says speak to the mountain and cast it out. There's an action that must be taken. Before you can see the foundations shaken because he's got to get glory for it. And there's no way that this physical world will ever know that a spiritual God changed things until we're willing to say things and do things to prove that it came by his hand and his hand only. I want to give God glory so I'm willing to walk in the full counsel of his word and I don't care what anybody thinks of me for it. I am willing to believe in the power that was afforded me by the blood of the lamb and I will give the testimony of how he has used it to change who I am and I will do it even if all of the world rises against me for it because that is how we overcome by the blood of the lamb the word of the testimony and that we love not our lives even unto the death my friend I'm looking for a people who will press 
through. He wants a people who will press through, who will seek him, who will trust him, who will read his words, who will believe it, who will preach it. Oh, you've done all of that, but we stop right here. We don't be the ones who will be it. And that's the power of it. That's the testimony. That's what overcomes. God, there's enough people talking the talk. I want to be one of them that walks the walk. I will not doubt and I do not compromise. It doesn't matter what people think of me or what lies the enemy tries to speak to me. I believe enough to step out in faith knowing that you will release your grace to do the work of the kingdom. I want to be one who acts so that we can see the work of the book of Acts manifested in this earth in these last days my friend is there not a need is there not a cause you know that at the point that little david went up to fight against goliath because that he had heard a word from the lord and believed and he had faith in his king that if he stepped out in faith god would pour out the grace to do the work that needed to be done that everybody else was afraid to do so that they were justifying their fear and their laziness and their unbelief by sitting back, taking no action, and waiting for somebody else to do it. And when little David stepped up in faith, it began to shame and provoke those that were there, even his own brothers, who mocked him and ridiculed him and slandered him and said, you're only here to watch the show. I know your heart. You're just moving in pride. You're just moving in works. You just want to see what's going on. You're puffed up. And a righteous indignation rose up in faithful little David. And he said, is there not a cause among us? In other words, church, when you rise up and start to move in faith, the first people that are going to start to slander and gossip and discourage and backbite are going to be your own brethren. Those in the church who have been sitting on the sideline looking at this giant so long, but they didn't have the faith in God to step out and deal with it. So when little David walks up, so when you walk up and you say, my God is faithful, my God is able, my God has equipped me and my God has sent me and I'm going to deal with this power and principality and all of them rise up against you and begin to slander you and question you. And accuse you of moving in pride and arrogance and works. I need a people who are going to get stirred like little David did. And will lift up a cry in righteous indignation and say, what are you talking about? Is there not a cause among us? Is no one willing to stand in the face of this uncircumcised Philistine and say, how dare you defile the name of my God? I will move in power, in faith, in grace, in action, in authority. And I will take the territory in the name of Jesus. I'm willing to act in faith faith knowing that my God will save me it's David's faith that we talk about today because he did something he stepped out on that faith you see I fully believe that the entire Israelite army standing there looking at Goliath had all faith that God was able to deliver them but only David had faith enough to believe that God could use him to do it real faith drives action it demands a response 
even when the tongues start wagging for it, even when our own brethren start laughing for it, even when those of our own household start attacking for it, I will move to do the greater things because that I have believed. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.